0: It's that time again. It's Greek for the Week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. God bless you. It's the Greek for the Week podcast, and we are coming at you today from the book of Philippians. We're going to be in the Pauline Corpus, as they call it, in theology school, seminary, the Pauline Corpus. You know, we have to find ways to complicate things as theologians, so we're just going to call it the Pauline Corpus, and that's where we'll be at in Greek for the week. We're going to see what the Apostle Paul said about rejoicing and giving praise to God, which is such a fundamentally important thing about our faith. When was the last time you gave God a high praise? I mean, really praised Him like life mattered on it gave the praise, not just requested, not just a thank you, Lord, thank you for this, but I mean really lifted your hands and shouted to God and praised them with all of your might like David. We're going to see that Paul believed in that. Of course, Paul believed in rejoicing. He was a conservative, a conservative Jew, and he would have been very familiar with the Psalms, and he would have been someone who practiced them in his life. And we see evidence of that in the scripture, and so we'll see that in just a second. Before we do that, I just want to mention that we have a new Bible plan on the YouVersion app. Now, I would say 9 out of 10 people are using that as their Bible app. When I socialize with people and they pull their Bibles out, they're going to the YouVersion app. So we we have found a way to go there. Not just once, but twice with two Greek for the Week plans on the YouVersion. It's exciting. they are only 400 words each. they are seven-day plans. Each of them is 400 words. So we give to you 14 plans times 400. You do it. That's how many words of Greek for the week. And, you know, it'll be a blessing each week because each day, I should say, seven-day lessons, each day is a, a lesson from a Greek word that's important. And it'll be a blessing to you. 14 lessons, 14 Greek for the weeks, right there on version. Share them with a friend. And, of course, we have Letters from Jesus coming out September 10th. It's available for pre-order on Amazon. And in August, it'll be available for pre-order at Whitaker House website, whitakerhouse.com. So get a copy for you. Get a copy. You say, well, I already have a copy. Send one to a friend. Be a blessing. I promise you'll like the book and just give it a five-star rating to help us out at Greek Flick. Okay, are you ready? Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 4. Now let me set the stage for you real quick. The Apostle Paul is in house arrest. He's in prison. You know, he's been in prison. We always just keep finding Paul in prison. He's just always shows up in prison. He was in prison in Caesarea Philippi. He was in prison under house arrest in Rome, not once, of course, then twice, where he was finally executed under the emperor Nero. But, you know, when we find Paul writing Philippians and Ephesians, he is in his first imprisonment in Rome under house arrest. We find this in Acts chapter 28. And so the church has come to Paul's aid to assist them when you're in difficulty, or a brother or sister's in difficulty, you send aid. You send support. You send reinforcements. And the Philippian church was very close to Paul. You remember Paul had started the Philippian church the very first time he was in Philippi, which I actually had the chance to be in. It's a great, interesting, historical city. Um, I saw where Paul was in prison, and the Scripture tells, of course tells you that at midnight He began to give praise And began to give thanks to God Him and Silas It says in Acts sixteen twenty six, 26 They were praying and singing hymns to the Lord Probably psalms from the Old Testament We should say the First Testament <laughs> In theology school they'll correct you and say Don't call it the Old Testament Don't say that It's nothing old about it. Call it the First Testament And uh, they were praying and singing hymns to God And the prisoners were listening to them. What a great testimony. That means they weren't singing it silently under their breath. Silas, don't sing it. You might wake up the other prisoners. No, they were singing it as loud as they could probably. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake and the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately the doors were open and everyone's bonds were unfastened. And, you know, the jailer gets up, and he was about to kill himself. And Paul said, don't harm yourself. Don't worry, we're all here. And that's important because if they weren't all there, then the jailer would be killed. And it would be a shameful death. He probably figured he could save some of his dignity by committing suicide. And the jailer rushed in, trembling for fear. He fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Wow. Wow. People sometimes say, why do you say saved? Why do you say saved? Can't you just say follower of Jesus? Listen, this is where we get it from. The jailer wanted to be saved. He wanted to be saved from, he wanted to be saved from hell. It said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved, you and, you and your household. Fantastic, isn't it? That's where we get the idea of being saved, just so you know. So this was a great and miraculous victory. And Paul was back in prison again, and he's giving some instructions to the Philippian church about their spiritual formation, what they can do, how they can overcome in prayer. And in verse number six, Paul says, don't be anxious for anything. The Greek word here for anxious literally means don't. It was used in the uh, antiquity to describe a hound dog. That was on a trail. Sniffing down a scent. You're intent. When you see a dog on a scent. He doesn't want to give it up. He wants to keep on sniffing it out. Sniffing it out. Sniffing it out. And I was reading a story about a bloodhound. That stayed on a trail for 55 miles. Until he found the piece of evidence. Nothing distracts it. If you've ever had a beagle. A bloodhound. Or any type of other hound. You know them. They are on a scent. You have to yank their chain to get them off that scent. And... That's when you're anxious. You just keep worrying and, worrying and 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 worrying. And the Philippian church were worrying. they were worried number one about Paul, what's going to happen to Paul? If our leader dies, if our leader is killed, what's going to happen to him? Is Paul going? Is this going to be the end for him? Is it going to be the end for us? Then you begin to think about the implications of a leader dying. What begins to happen to the church? Who's going to become the leader? And the cares of the church began to pile up for the Philippians. And they're all worried and concerned. And I'm sure when they congregated, instead of congregating over faith, now they're congregating over what's going to happen to Paul. Well, that probably wasn't it. See, the Philippians in good faith had sent a helper to Paul. They were a good, faithful church. They sent Epaphroditus. Now, Epaphroditus was probably a young guy That they sent to take care of Paul while he was in prison Made sure he was fed well Because it was house arrest It wasn't really Actually I was where Paul was At house arrest in Rome I was at the exact spot There's two places in Rome where they Of course they're both Catholic churches (laughs) One says he was here One says he was there And I went to both So (laughs) But I There's one that I particularly think got. We won't get into that But I was there And (laughs) Because I was so interested in the story And they sent him there. But something happened to Epaphrodites. He fell sick. He got ill. And the Greek implies probably it was both emotional illness and it was physical illness. He got sick. And, you know, they didn't have cells and emails and social media. Epaphrodites didn't get there and put on his Insta story that he's with Paul. No. They just had gotten word back to the Philippian church, probably very vaguely, that he had gotten sick. And now Epaphroditus was worried about what the Philippians were thinking. He didn't want to seem like a failure. He didn't want to seem like he had let Paul down. And the Philippian church was worried because they thought maybe now Epaphroditus was going to die. There's a whole lot of worry going on in all of this. And then if that wasn't enough, the Philippians were concerned because they had heard that persecution might begin to take place in Philippi. Which is in, actually it's in Greece right now. What if there's persecution? What are they going to do? I think you can see that in Philippians chapter 1 and 26. Something around there. So you have all of this, or 128, it was right around there. You have all of this difficulty that's going on. All of this worry, and Paul is in prison. And he has to give a solution to the Philippians because he knows they're full of fear. They're weary. They're anxious. Paul tells them how he's going to handle the problem when he says here in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Now, it's powerful. This word here, rejoice. Uh, Hiero. Chiaro. It depends how you pronounce the key in Greek. Okay, We won't get into that. Um, present active imperative, second person He's telling them You rejoice in the Lord You continually rejoice in the Lord It's not an option Rejoice in the Lord Give Him praise Make Him the object of your worship But it gets even more interesting Because here Apostle Paul using the adverb "poling," Says again and then he obviously says, rejoice, same thing, present, active, imperative, second person, you rejoice. But he says something here we skip over, we just skip it over sometimes. We just think it sounds Paul's just filling words here, but it's a very important word. He says apon. Or he says, I will say, rejoice. Again, and this is very important in the English. It says, I will say, I will say. Now, apon is found here as a verb, future tense, active indicative. Now, the future tense, the future tense is a a very important tense in the Greek, not only because it tells you of things future, but the future tense was often used for emphasis. To emphasize something in the present, you would use the future tense. We see a perfect example of this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, let me see if I got this right. 2 Timothy chapter 3, exactly, verse 1 number 1, where it says, but understand this that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. Well, Paul wasn't just prophesying to something subsequent that would happen. He was talking about that day and age. Wasn't just talking about today. Is today the time of the falling away? The time of the falling away began, okay, back then. People were falling away. They were deconstructioning. They were apostatizing then, and they do it today, and they're going to keep doing it until Jesus comes. If Jesus doesn't come until the year 3000, they're still going to be doing it. They're going to continue to fall away. He says that there will come times because it was emphatic that this is happening now. Back to chapter uh, Philippians 4. In verse 3, says here, Rejoice in the Lord, I will say. I'm about to tell you this. Rejoice. Now, this is very important because by saying this, suggesting that I will rejoice, he's emphasizing that this was the right decision at the time. This is the most important thing. This is the way that you're going to overcome your fear. It's the way that you're going to overcome your anxiety. By saying it like this, it was saying Paul had carefully considered how the Lord, had been faithful to him in the past how the lord had helped them out in the past he had been thinking about god's mercy in god's grace and all the times that he was in trouble that the lord came to bail him out he had carefully considered everything that was going on with the worry in light of what god had done in the past and paul had made the decision that the best option Is to rejoice. Now, what would he have been thinking about? Well, he's in prison once. His thoughts probably went back to Acts chapter 26 that I just read, where it says that they were in prison and they began to sing praises unto God, him and Silas. His mind probably went back to the time, or excuse me, Acts 16, where they were in prison and they began to sing, and God created an earthquake. And it bailed them out, and the jailer got saved. And this probably, this remembrance of this, gave Paul a great victory shout. God had done it before, and he's going to do it again. So Paul's meditations and Paul's thinking brought him back to that moment where God delivered him and caused a present response of joy and praise. Your past victories should cause present praise for the Lord. And when your present praise is backed by past victories, God is going to do something supernatural for your life. So today, if you have difficulties, challenges, you're worried about something, take some time, sit down, give God praise for all that he's done for you in the past. When you do that, your praise will rise up, and God will give to you whatever it is that you need for you to overcome. Because he's a faithful God. Think about the ways God has been faithful to you in the past. That should be your course of action. That should be the best decision, no matter what you're facing today. Even if you feel like you've missed it in an area, thank God that he's faithful, that he can get you on the right track. If you've made a mistake, thank God that he's merciful and that he's forgiven you before. If you're not able to pay a bill, thank God that he's Jehovah Jireh. He provides all your needs. Think about, look, at, you're not starving. Right now, you're able to, to make ends meet. God's given you jobs. He's helped you. He's helped you pay off your education. Think about ways. He's blessed you in those areas. And I can tell you, friend, God will continue to demonstrate supernatural power as you praise him. Okay? That's God's lesson, God's word for you today. Again, I will say, when you calculate you calculate it all up, rejoice. All right? All right, so remember, you version plan, Okay? Sure you download Greek for the week type Greek week Chris Palmer whatever one on that little search bar and also letters from Jesus on amazon.com you can order it today it'll Amazon will send it to your house uh, pre ordering it today and Amazon will send it to your house okay god bless you and we will see you next time on Greek for the week next week we're going to begin this series on the seven churches uh, for the next seven weeks as we prepare for the book to come out and it'll be a blessing to you Make sure you share this podcast with a friend, and we'll talk to you next week on Greek for the Week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us further, you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org. God bless, and good studying.